Welcome to Alive and Kicking, the 90s football podcast. The podcast that's more 90s than hearing Mortal Kombat say, finish him. Used to love that game. My name's Ash Rose, your host and your guide on this, the original 1990s football podcast. And we're still alive and kicking as we celebrate 30 years of the Premier League by looking back at the 1992-93 Alive and Kicking advert. Yes, it all plays into the Alive and Kicking atmosphere that we all live in on this podcast. And we continue it today with episode five. Yes, I believe it's episode five. Been a bit of a gap. Apologies for that because I've been on holiday uh, and my upload system wouldn't let me sort of prepare episodes in between. So sorry about that. That was the plan. But we'll continue nonetheless with our sort of Look back at this kind of around around the advert. Of, that's what we've centred this kind of mini series on as me and Ed. We do our holidays. You know the spiel because I've said it before in the previous episodes. But we have tried to get together the class of 92, 93, if you would, and speak to each one of them uh, about that season, about that advert. And so far, we've uh, we're going we're going through the advert. We're going through the uh, the, the famous picture that uh, accommodated the advert that had each member of, of the uh, of 22 clubs that were in the first season of the Premier League in 1992-93. So we've done David Hurst. We've done Lee Sharp. We've, t- we've done Tony Daly. Now, here's my first gap, unfortunately, because as I said in the first episode, timings and for a number of reasons, we couldn't get everybody. So Vinnie Jones is a hard man to get hold of. I came close, really close. Uh, but unfortunately, we couldn't quite speak to him. Uh, Mark Wright, who was next to him in the picture, also uh, working on a new book himself, didn't want to disclose some of the secrets and so maybe look out for that. So we didn't speak to him. But we did get to speak to someone who was standing next to him, if I can get my words out, standing next to him in that back row. Um, the elder statesman, pretty much, although it was close to someone else that we'll talk about in a, in a few episodes time. But John Walk, who was Ipswich Town's representative in the Alive and Kicking advert back in 1992. I'm speaking to him on today's episode. Um, apologies for the sound. This was done on an old school phone call recording. Um, we didn't do this through Zoom or even Skype or whatever Teams, whatever recording uh, weapon of choice that is used. Now, this was done by an old school telephone. So the sound is not quite as crisp uh, as the previous episodes. Uh, but John talks about being kind of the bit of an elder guy in in this advert and the fact that he was at Ipswich at this time. And, you know, he had already had a illustrious career for Liverpool and previous spells at, at Portland Road as well. So we get into a little bit of that uh, with with John Walk. Uh, we also talk about the kit, the famous kit that Ipswich are wearing in this season and in this uh, this picture as well. That I'm, I'm literally looking at now those glorious laces hanging down from that big white collar. So... Enjoy episode five of Still Alive and Kicking. This is Ipswich Town's representative, John Walk. Before you get stuck into the brand new episode of Alive and Kicking, I'm delighted to announce a partnership with the amazing Footy Devotion. Footy Devotion have a brilliant range of T-shirts, coasters, prints and mugs, all illustrated by the amazing team at Footy Devotion and inspired by the 1990s as well with a special range dedicated to Italian 90. And because you listen to Alive and Kick In, the original 1990s football podcast, you can get 10% off your order. Simply use the code AK90s at the checkout and you'll get 10% off. That's AK90s, so AK90S 
than 10% off your order. Jobs are good at. Check out Footy Devotion on Twitter at Footy Devotion and the whole range. I've got a few myself. I've got the brilliant 3pm sweatshirt. I'm looking at a brilliant QPR print kit I've got on my wall. And there's loads and loads to choose from, from World Cups to clubs and many, many more. So check out Footy Devotion. And as always, keep it 90s. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to start off really, John, just by taking you back to 1992. So, I mean... From, it was a little bit different for you because at that point you were obviously quite a veteran player having a lucky yeah. career at Liverpool in Ipswich. What do you remember about that third spell at the start, the rejoining Ipswich at the start of the 91-92 season and, and how, how that was a pivotal point in your later career? What do you remember about that day? Well, that was, was as I say, I think I was coming up for 35, I think, at the time. No, uh, and as I say, this is my third time coming back and to be in the Premiership was just amazing, you know, and I was just taking, you know, going through from year to year, just hoping I would, you know, get a few years in the Premiership because it was such exciting time. I, I read... I think, sorry, go on. And I actually, well, I think I played another three years. I played till I was 39 in the end, which was quite incredible, you know, yeah. so... I read that you were originally on trial at Ipswich, but did you, and looking at clubs, obviously lower league as well, did you foresee that you're, at that point, you'd, you'd be involved at the, at the top level again, or did you think that, you know, you, that moment in your career had passed? No, I, I, I always hope, hoped it, but I didn't think, but the thing, the thing it was, uh, you know, Ipswich getting in the, you know, the Premiership as such, and to be in the Premier League is, uh, was, something I had to have a go at even at the age I was you know, and as I say it was hard work but uh, I really enjoyed my time Yeah, and that Ipswich team that got promoted that season, you obviously finished top of the league as well, um, some great young players like sort of Chris Kiwamia and, and Jason Dezel, what what was it like sort of marshalling that young team to, from promotion then into the Premier League? No, it was, it was really good because they were you know, just good young boys and but the hard thing was for me, you know, I'm playing at the back and your legs, you know, you're not the fastest anymore and you're up against the best players, you know, in the country, you know, in the country. So every game for me was, you know, was hard, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I done, I think I've done well, personally. Well, but for, these, for, for these boys to play, you know, you could see them improving and, you know, and, I was sort of talking to them and giving them a bit of advice, and as I say, they've done well for us. Well, you were a player of the season that year as well, the season you got promoted. I mean, what did that mean to you, having come back to the club, obviously having had this career away from it, you know, the likes of Liverpool playing for those? What was it like to receive that honour in that promotion season? Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, I won it before in my heyday, you know, and to win it when you're, you know, at the end of your career or getting to the end of your career was just. Something, but as I say, the manager was really good for me as well during that period because there was times when I, you know, I didn't have to train as much, you know, and just basically play the games because of my age and the amount of games I played. So he done well, and so did the physio to get me through these, you know, that period as such. Mm. Let's talk about that summer then and, and the advert. What do you remember about being approached? Because I'm always intrigued to see how each player 
was chosen um, to to represent because there was a player from each club. What? Did, how do you remember yeah. the process of getting involved? Was it just a case of oh you'll do it, or did they? Yeah, they, no, especially I remember the 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 boss coming up to me and saying, you know, you're the most expensive, you know, so you're the most experienced player here, you know, and you know they're doing this advert and they want a player and. I'm picking you, and that's the one I was. I was. I thought that was really, you know, nice me getting picked to do it. Because, but he says, uh, I think you're the one that should do it, and I was over the moon, you know. And luckily, when I went there, I, I knew a lot of the players, you know, because I'd played, you know, like the Liverpool, you, Matt Wright, and you know Bruce Grobler, and I knew Gordon Strachan with Scotland, and uh, a lot, a lot of the other players. So it was a, a privilege to be. Picked as the Ipswich Town player. And what do you remember about the day? I mean, I spoke to some of the other players involved already, and they they say it was quite a hectic schedule. You know, there's obviously some famous scenes we talk about. What are your memories from filming the? Well, the, the, yeah, the, the main things are I remember basically in the gym and all that. You know, in the gym, and you all done your bits in there. And as I say, I was on the bike for one bit, and then. The funny bit was the the weights. You see me doing the weights, but the thing was there was no weights in it, <laughs> and they had to had to spray, you know, some water on me. It looked as if I was, you know, sweating. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? And and there was no weights, so I had to give it the old acting again, you know. <laughs> the, the old, so that was a funny bit of it, you know what I mean? But it was yeah, it's good to watch it when you see it. You know, it's good to be you know one of the to be part of it, you know. You mentioned the weight bits. I thought it was slightly unfair for you, and as, as you say, you're in sort of latter stages of career there, to be standing next to Tony Daly with his shirt off and showing his six pack. Did that occur to you? I know, time? exactly. I'm like, but it was just part of putting everybody, you know, certain ways. And we all had a good laugh, you know. We, you know, we all, you know, knew, didn't know what was going to happen, but and we all got on well together. But as I say, everybody, a lot of fans remember it. and Especially Ipswich fans that I was picked, you know. So, and There's, I've seen it a few times. Well, I put it back on since I knew I was going to speak to you, and it's it's quite funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it really is. The bit of you as well. There's a few players doing sort of pressing on the uh, doing the arm machine, and then they change face, and and you're one of them there. Is it, it's quite privileged. There's only a few of them. Are you happy that you got you got made the cut in that one? I thought, man, I'm like, well, why are they picking me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just thought, you know, to be in it and to be in a good bit of it, you know, you, you think, yeah. And a lot of Ipswich fans have come up to me in the past, you know, and they've always mentioned that. So it's, it's quite, but to, to see it again, it's, yeah, it was quite, uh, quite privileged, to be fair. How does it compare to, obviously, you're once playing this role in Escape to Victory, so that film is very different. How, how does it compare to, to your time on that? No, film? no, no. <laughs> No, no, I don't think it compares to that. But it, football terms, it was it was good. Uh, but as I say, the get to victory thing, you know, is a lot of people still come up to me and they don't even mention my football. They all say <laughs> you were in that movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was a very iconic movie, isn't it? As well. Yeah, and they still they still show you even now. You know, at times, you know, at Christmas and all that. And yeah, I get I get people ring me up, you know, and say, oh, you're on telly. <laughs> now I go. What, what do you mean? What am I on? Crime Watch? <laughs> no, no, you're on that movie again. 
surprised they haven't tried to remake it. There's so many remakes these days, aren't there? I'm surprised they haven't. Well, I know, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, What was the reaction like from your teammates at the time? Because I imagine going back once they'd seen the advert, I imagine there was a lot of stick in the dressing room. Do you remember? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them probably have a go, but you know, I just, I just shot them down as quick as they come. I says, at least I was the one to get picked. You know what I mean? So they always have banter in the dressing room where the younger ones, you know, but. Some of them were slightly scared of me at some some stages. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, just talking about the, the first season or that season that was built here as well in its pitch in, in 1990. You, you guys started off great. You were unbeaten in your first eight games. You scored your first goal against Spurs. Was that just a case of taking momentum on from the previous season and going into this sort of all singing, all dancing Premier League? Yeah, it wasn't. But it was it was hard. Do you know what I mean? It's, every, every game in the Premiership is hard. Doesn't matter who you're playing. For us to do what we did, you know, in the first couple of years there, I just thought, you know, we've done well, you know what I mean? But every game was just, you had to be on it, do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, especially when you're up against some of the players who, who played in the Premiership there. Mm. So it was a privilege just to play as many games as, as I could. Yeah. You brought in some, some interesting players as well. One player that often gets mentioned as one of those do you remember is Buncho Gunchev what do you remember of Buncho Gunchev as a player and what was he like in, in the dressing room he was he was a funny character because he had the, you know, the language problem and all yeah. that and, but he used to try overhead kicks and that was you know, that was his sort of party and I remember him scoring once like that and he used to try it all the time and I, I used to give him stick but I've actually met him since he came back to Ipswich and he but I I do the hospitality at the match days at Ipswich, you know, Bobby Robson Street, and he came to a game and it was it was he was all over me like Johnny Johnny, you know, it was like <laughs> I was his hero and but he played for Bulgaria and uh, you know what I mean it's he was he, he done well for us but he, it was a privilege for him to I think he loved Ipswich, you know, and as I say when he scored that I think he scored one of the goals he did score off he went. We couldn't catch him, you know, he just kept running about it crazy. But it was a privilege to, yeah, play with him as well. Yeah. Another thing we fans mentioned from that season as well is the Ipswich kit because they had those famous laces around the collar which he wore in the advert as well. I mean, were you someone who ever took notice of that sort of thing? Because it was very of that era. Do you remember that Ipswich kit? I remember the kit, yeah, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't one of my favourite ones, but it's it's that. It always stuck out a bit, you know what I mean, because of the collar and the the thing. But as I say, I, I didn't mind, you know, I, I didn't mind it at all. But I preferred the, the the strips, you know. When I had in '81, we always had a proper silky strip, you know what I mean. Yeah. We were, but the when you come to the '92, you know, you've got to change things, and yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it at all. Mm-hmm. You were kind of on a sort of year-to-year contract then, and Ipswich became kind of perennial survivors. They had that famous day at the end of '94 when Mark Steen at Chelsea ensured that you stayed up and Sheffield United went down. What was it like to be involved in those sort of end-of-season relegation oh. battles when every minute counts? Oh, that was incredible because I think the time we were playing was that the time we were playing at Blackburn. Yes. Yeah, because oh, I remember the game. I'm, I must have been, what age was it, 38 or something like that, mm. 38, and I'm up against 
Shearer and Sutton. <laughs> right. Not, not a bad partnership. <laughs> right, and I've I've, I've got a. But at the, at the game, it was it was quite funny because part of the stand had been redone there, and it was sort of empty, just behind the dugouts, and uh, they were attacking all the time, and. And then we get told, you know, you've got to attack, you need a goal, you know, when different scores change. So we, our manager was shouting from a dugout, attack, attack. I said, we can't attack, we're under pressure. <laughs> I was defending for my life and we managed to get a, a zero zero, which was incredible. Because, you know, they were a decent team and they were yeah. all over it. And uh, in the end, you know, we got a... Uh, but I remember Kenny Dugleish sent to me, he was the manager there, because mm. I knew him. You know, I know Kenny well, and he actually says, you get away with one today, so make sure it doesn't happen again. And uh, he was right, because the next year we went down. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, it was such a funny game, end to end, you know, when you're playing against a Blackburn team, and I'm 30, I couldn't even run, and I'm marking... So that's my. I actually think that's my claim to fame for my, my career, <laughs> stopping Chira's score. Oh, I'll take that, John. I think, I think you've got more than that, but I'll definitely take that one at that stage. I mean, you were, yeah. player, you were player of the year again that season as well. That's my I know, yeah. It's just, I, was, I was getting all awards, and it was just a privilege, you know. I can, all the boys were, you know, pleased for myself, you know. But, uh, as I say, I didn't. They, they used to call me Man Friday, you know, at Ipswich, because that's the only sort of day they used to see me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would miss a few days during the week. Yeah, you mentioned the following season, and, and obviously it, ha- it also had that famous defeat at Old Trafford, which you played in as well. I mean, oh. it's not <laughs> one I, I want to bring up, but obviously it's a memorable moment in, in Premier League. What's it like oh, yeah. to be on the end of one of those? And, and was it a case of that team kind of finished that cycle? Is that what kind of happened that season? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, and, and uh, it's, people think that's this is a, one of the highest scores ever, one at ninety. Nine nil. Do you know that on the day it should have been fourteen? <laughs> they, they actually hit the woodwork three times, and our goalkeeper got man of the match. Yeah, he did. Craig Forrest, didn't he? Craig yeah. Forrest. It was like the alley mo, and it was eight nil. I think with still at least half an hour to go. It was something honest. I was like, and it was uh, it was just a strange. As I say, but I always think I always tell people as well. I said. I thought I had a, a decent game that. <laughs> I was Martin and Andy. Five. <laughs> but they were all tapping. Yeah, they were exactly. all close in. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those memorable games, but for sure. And yeah. obviously that led to the relegation and then did you know at that point? It did I. I think I think we were lucky that from I told, as I said, the year before we just escaped it and I thought it, it was just on the cards again, you know, because of the squad we had. You know, it just uh, it was a tall order and you know we went down so and for you did you kind of know that season because you, you retired the following campaign um, did you know it was kind of that was it for you that yeah I knew see I knew before it was and then the following year I think I played a few games and I just there was one game in particular I think it was Tranmere I said it in my book uh, this young chap ran past me and left me for dead and I thought uh uh-uh, uh I think it's time to go John you know what I mean and even when I played, I always wanted to be the best player, you know, not not have a mayor or whatever. That was in my thing, I wanted to always be the best player in the part if I could. Mm-hmm. 
and that day I just thought, no, I can't, I can't do it anymore. My life's all gone. Because you, you've got to consider that my career was from 17, yeah, my debut till 39, which is quite incredible. Yeah, definitely incredible. Um, what, one question I've been asking the guys as well, and it's always interesting to know is what, what, how did you notice the change, especially for you, who obviously you were playing in, in the 70s and 80s. Because I always say the 90s is where football started to change What with everything that was brought in. What was the biggest change of the year? What did you notice from sort of well, 1990 up to 1990, your time? I think a big change was as well as uh, the, 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 you know, the diets and all that. You, had yeah. to sort of, you know, the change in things. You know, when I'm in the 70s, 80s, we used to eat whatever we want, drink whatever we want, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because uh, that was a culture, you know, not, not just sort of taking things away from it. But in the 90s, it just became really, you know, everything spot. You know, everybody's watching you. You were, you, you know, you have to be at it every game and fit and all the diet, all the fitness things. That all came into it. And uh, but the football was great, and the, as I say, the you know Sky coming in and doing all the games and. I was just privileged to, to play in that. Mm. Mm. And you retired in, in, in 1997. I mean, you've never gone on to do any management or stuff. Is that something you never were interested in? You've always gone into the hospitality route. Is that kind of... Yeah, I've done, I've done a bit of chief scout things. You know, I went in, you know, when I used to go and watch games and all yeah. that. But I was never into, like, coaching or anything, you know. Mm. I'm like, even now, it's stupid. I'm 63 and I'm still playing. I'm playing tonight. You know, I go out and still play five sides with younger lads. So all my dream was to play football as long as I could. Excellent. Well, I, I dread to think of who's playing against you tonight, John, because I, I would. I know because if they are, I, the thing is, it's all young ones. But <laughs> I'm on the case as if it's a cup final and it's only a kicker. So it, it's something I enjoy. So. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing those memories, John. It's been a pleasure. To That's all right, mate. Yeah, that's fine. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. See you later. Ta-da. See you. Bye. Ta-da.